Hi, and welcome to Donna Martin Graduates. Ah, for the love of 90210. Live from a room at the Old Age Hotel, which is right down the street from the Bellage in a seedier part of Beverly Hills, where there's no room service and you definitely don't want to take a blacklight to the bedding. Definitely. And I am one of your hosts. I am Andrea, not Andrea. Aww. And I am the other host. I am Kelly, not Smelly. And in this podcast, what we do is we watch old episodes of Beverly Hills 90210, the original Beverly Hills 90210. Going back to the 1990s. Exactly. When we were just wee little freshmen. Yes, we were freshmen when it started. Freshmen. Yep. Um, So, yep, it is the original 90210, and we stream it from Hulu. Thanks, Andrea, for your Hulu account. So... And I spared no expense for no commercials. Oh, amazing. I didn't even know that was a thing. It is. So, the first thing that we are going to do, or we're going to talk about episode one. Episode one, which which, is pilot part one. That's what Hulu calls it. I think it was something different when it was first released, but we're going to go by Hulu's term. This premiered October 4th of 1990. Pilot was released into two episodes, but aired the same night back to back. Thank you, Google. (laughs) And do we want to talk about why we decided to do this podcast? Sure. We decided that, um, I mean, there's some 90210 podcasts out there, but I don't feel, I mean, I kind of listen to them, but not really feeling the love. I feel like they're not really... They were younger people that um, I think watch, went back to watch it and weren't feeling Didn't it. watch it organically the first time right. like we did. Right. They didn't live those stories every right. week like we did. They didn't get, you know, those life lessons were real life lessons to us, not after the fact. Right. So. And the ones I listened to, they had no Dylan love, and I feel like especially given the circumstances there should be all sorts of dylan love on the internet so we will provide you with that we will provide lots of dylan love because dylan was my boyfriend he was everybody's boyfriend nope just mine (laughs) so back off (laughs) got it um and i think this kind of came about well we should probably talk about how we know each other yes so we did actually go to high school together we did and Shout out, class of 1994. Exactly. 25 years. And we, well, we we didn't really talk much after high school until no. the this Facebook. Thing, this thing called the Facebook <laughs> came about. Where we both discovered we were pop culture junkies. Yep. So we uh, started just talking back and forth about different TV shows and movies and everything else. And favorite friend that we never really actually hang out in person. <laughs> But well, now we do. But we always, you know, see we always ni- got each other's back on Facebook. See, nine hundred two one zero is bringing people together. Yes, that's what it does. And I just actually discovered podcasts. I know they've been around for a few years, but I just discovered them uh, because I started listening to them on the treadmill a few months ago. And I've been listening to just a bunch of true crime podcasts. So you may hear us uh, un- subconsciously refer back to those and right. it's not intentional we're not going to play pay any royalties to anybody are paying homage yes to some of uh, the the greater podcasts out there and, and we uh, started talking about podcasts and decided that we should do our own and this happens to be a show that we both grew up with and and loved so that's why we went the direction we did yeah and this will be the last time you have to hear that explanation <laughs> so you're welcome yeah All right, so, all right, why don't you go ahead and start? All right, so uh, this pilot episode is, like most pilot episodes, kind of, kind of weird, kind of giving you the the background of of kind of maybe what, you know, where we're going to go with this show. Um, The pilot episode um, starts out with the, what I call the imposter house. Yes. This was the 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 house that apparently was there, uh, I guess... If we don't make it, this you know we're not out anything type of type of house. I feel like maybe it belonged to one of the grips or something. Yeah, 
and they yeah. just used it because it was free. Right. It's not. Uh, it's not the house that you come to to know and love, uh, and it, it kind of throws you off at first. But uh, you know, the good stuff. The good house will get there eventually. Well, yeah, and I mean, the Walsh House definitely becomes synonymous with 90210. Yeah. In fact, all of the main cast members, but three of them lived there, and actually a lot of the extra cast members, too. So do you know what three cast members, or characters, I should say, did not live at Casa Walsh? Andrea. Wait, Andrea. Andrea, yeah. Who's the other one? Donna. Mm-hmm. And Dylan. Although Dylan did stay... A, a little bit of time after, after a surfing accident, after a surfing accident, but he never actually presided there. Correct. And I know a lot of people are going to uh, come at us uh, about David, but I would like to clarify that David did in fact live there with Valerie when he was working at the car wash. Yes. I don't think he was paying rent or anything, but we're still going to count it because. My husband lived with me for a long time and didn't pay rent, and I'm pretty sure we were still living together, and I'm still a little bitter about it, but. <laughs> uh, the episode opens, obviously it's a family that just moved in to this house. Um, so and didn't boxes. bother to unpack, yeah. Yeah. What's with all the boxes? There's boxes everywhere. Uh, we come across a sleeping Brandon with, you know, Jason Priestley and that lovable mullet that he had for a smidge and then it gets a little strange with this uh alarm clock yes yes the uh the super creepy is it godzilla is that what it is i think so yeah yeah that just yells at him yeah wake up wake up and uh, yeah i never woke up that way i had the same um, GE alarm clock radio, probably until I was like 35. Did it flip? Old. So it no. wasn't digital. It actually flipped over. No, it was oh. digital. I'm probably older. Than yeah, you it was, and it was the only um, clock. It was the only radio that I could ever get um, 88.5 oh, coming on. Yes, I was really sad when I parted with it. So he wakes up in this really weird way and you know you talking about how he throws something at the the stereo equipment and it starts playing the heavy metal music i mean kind of a shout out to ferris bueller who kind of did that too yes but um no nobody wakes up like that no i i refuse to believe that that people wake up like that (laughs) well and the thing is you see him or actually you hear him listening to this music and you're wondering, maybe he's, you know, kind of a badass. He listens to heavy metal music and, uh, you know, that's just his jam. And then you find out as the series goes on, uh, no, no, that is not his jam. Yeah. He is the furthest thing from heavy metal music that right. there is. So yes. I feel like they were uh, trying to pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah, I think they, you know, maybe they were going to have him go that direction. And then they maybe that's why he had the mullet. Veered it back. Yeah, could be. And then they forgot that he was Canadian, and he just can't do that. Right. Nobody's that good of an actor. Exactly. Especially not Jason Priestley. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. So then we go and meet the other Walsh sibling, the twin, Brenda. Obviously fraternal twins. Yes. Who is the typical typical girl of going through her closet and trying on everything under the sun. Um, trying to figure out what she's going to wear for her first day at this new high school. Although I do have to question why there's a box of sweaters there being said they moved to California and I don't think she needs sweaters. They anymore. never really dress appropriately for California weather. I don't know right. if you noticed that. They, uh, yeah. I don't, until we get to the summer episodes, I don't think any of the male characters wear shorts. True. They always have jeans on. Yes. And I've been to California. Right. I mean, I get that Californians think like 80 degrees is, is cold, yes. but if you're moving from Minnesota, that's warm to you. Right. 70 is warm to you. So you don't acclimate that quickly that all of a sudden your blood runs cold and you've got to wear jeans in the middle of uh, September. Correct. Yeah. It's not, uh, yeah. And it's also the Brenda where before she decided that uh, bangs were a good idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> and bangs can be a good idea, not knocking people with bangs, but she just, they were, sh- they, they get short and weird. They but do. In the next episode, well, two more episodes, two more technically. Episodes. Yes. She is very, you know, she comes to her mom, Cindy. We meet Cindy Walsh. Uh, you know, she tells Cindy that she needs to go shopping because she has absolutely nothing to wear. Uh, but eventually finds some sort of peach dress um, that she wears for two seconds to tell Brandon that, you know, needs to get up so, so they don't be late. Um, and then uh, you'll see them in a few minutes leave the house and she's wearing jeans and a like turtleneck and a jacket and you know they're oh it's a it's a straight up sweater set yeah she's like going to a job interview with her jeans on (laughs) i'm trying to think now have i ever wore a sweater set to a general job interview i might have that was but i did not wear jeans that was like my 20 like in my 20s not the 1920s but that was my 20s jam anytime i had to go to a job interview i was wearing a matching sweater set gotta go with with what works i and wasn't wearing a blazer which <laughs> apparently i can't fit into 90210 if i'm not wearing blazers a blazer. run amok <laughs> in the uh, 90210 amok, zip amok, code amok. they are everywhere everyone wears a blazer shorts jeans dress pants uh skirts it. you're wearing a blazer mm-hmm. probably with no clothes underneath it sometimes i don't know what's ha- happening there right we do meet uh, Papa Walsh, Mr. Jim. Uh, yes, and he is just as bald on day one as he is uh, 10 years later. So yeah. God bless you, Jim, rocking that uh, that bald head, still yeah. holding on to all that hair you got left. <laughs> uh, he, this is his only appearance in this uh, first episode of the pilot. Um, he won't be seen again until the second episode of the pilot <laughs> well traffic was really bad he even says so i mean you hear the radio yeah. say it so he's probably stuck in he's traffic stuck at work uh, we uh meet then cindy again who apparently has a very short fuse about where the toaster is <laughs> it's a, are you talking about when she throws the box at him yeah she literally <laughs> like he said where's the toaster and she just says nothing and gives it the, the old heave-ho Maybe if they unpacked those boxes, they would know where the toaster I mean, did, and better outfits are. What did your kids do all summer, Cindy? What did your kids do all summer? Well, we're supposed to believe that this was all done in a hurry. Okay. I think that's where we're supposed to, the boxes are supposed to lead us down that road. So You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hampering on her parenting skills. Oh, we can do that later, though. Okay. So, they, uh, now Brendan, Brendan, Brenda and Brandon... Why do, why is that their names? couple name? That's that could be their couple name, Brendan. Yep, like uh, Brangelina. Brangelina. A little flowers in the attic, which flowers in the attic theme kind of runs heavy for at least the first year with those two. <laughs> yeah, just just a little bit. Good God! Uh, you see them getting into their car, uh, Brandon's car, the uh, Chevette, I think it is. It is a brown, brown Chevette. Chevette. It is not Mondale. It's not Mondale? No. I thought Mondale was the brown Chevette. No, Mondale is uh, like a bigger car. I I don't know if it's a Ford or a Mercury or something, but it is definitely a bigger car. And this car has a sunroof and a Minnesota license plate. And I find that weird because I don't really think of Minnesota and sunroofs. Uh, But coming from somebody who works at a car dealership, you do sometimes have to get the sunroof to get the other amenities so maybe that's where he uh and minnesota does have sun sometimes sometimes regardless of what they try to make you believe in this series minnesota does actually have sun (laughs) we're on our way to school and the credits roll oh they're not the credits not well it's like intro it's like the montage during pretty woman but not without good music basically correct it's just all of the uh Beverly Hills stereotypes that they're just basically feeding into all of those. So what was it? A woman walking around in her her Hillary Clinton pantsuit carrying a surfboard. Asian um, tourists. Yep. Taking photos. Yep. Yep. The staples of uh, the Beverly Hills Rodeo Drive. Rodeo Drive, baby. Different, you know, different landmark type things while uh, Brenda and Brandon carry their way to school. 
And we go to the wonderful school West Beverly High, where... Or Sunnydale High School, for those of you who are Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans. Never watched Buffy. Oh, it's amazing. Never watched it. You should definitely do that. I am, you know, though, I I do love the movie. Uh, And our Uh, our faves are Luke Perry Perry in it, so... Um, we get to the high school where we have valet parking, <laughs> to which all I can say is this made the comment that in the movie Clueless, where Josh asks Cher if she wants to p- practice parking, and she says, what's the point? Everywhere has valet. Literally, every place has valet. <laughs> Although, to be fair, knowing the ending of that movie, Josh could be talking about another kind of parking. Yes, that is true. But I'm going to go with that for this joke right here. <laughs> for the, the family-friendly version? The family-friendly version. Every car is getting parked with valet. Not the teacher's cars, Not the though. teacher's, though. They have their own special parking lot where they drive VW buses and beater cars. And um, I think there's a, cat- a really big Cadillac, I think they show. Meanwhile, everybody else drives Ferraris. The students or, or yeah, Mercedes, old, BMWs. Old cars, like a... 1957 Chevy or something to that effect. and The but, point is, we don't pay our teachers enough. Exactly. Big up to teachers. You're doing God's work. Yep. Hashtag, pay the teachers more. <laughs> this is where we first meet uh, Steve Sanders. Uh, and Steve. his uh, Corvette with the I-8 of Ferrari. License, License plates. Yeah. Plates. yeah. Uh, and you'll, you'll find Steve big fan of his car yes we have also... you have you ever seen that show uh tlc where people like love inanimate objects oh yeah my strange addiction yes my strange addiction yeah. i feel like i mean there is an episode where a dude marries his car and i feel like steve could could definitely be that guy yeah yeah we also meet uh david the young david silver who if you remember going into these episodes, he was not always the cool dude that he became. No, that took him like six years. Yes. To be fair, it took me about 24. So I had a, a really a rough... I'm not sure that I'm cool yet. Well, I wouldn't say I, I'm not cool. Just ask my 13-year-old. But, you know, I had a really... A, what's that where you have the bad... Why can't I think of it? There's a term for it when you go through a rough patch, uh, as far as your looks are concerned. A hot mess? No, but <laughs> thank you. I feel, I'm glad that that's the first phrase that comes to your mind when you think of me. No, no, no. no. Oh, uh, the awkward phase. Yeah, I went awkward through the awkward phase, phase yeah. until I was about 24, and I feel like I uh, went back into it right after yeah. I had kids, and I am maybe just now coming out of it, but I digress. Uh, so yeah, we meet uh, we meet young David Silver, who gets a little honk honk from the Kelly Taylor in her BMW, I think. Yes, it is a BMW convertible, and he praises about you know how he is just going to love high school because of all the babes, and Kelly darts to the front where she meets up with Steve. They uh, apparently dated, they let us know. I think they did a little bit more than dated, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Because Steve likes to remind her that he taught her how to drive stick shift. Yes. We also understand from the meeting of Kelly and Steve that Kelly got a nose job over the summer. Mm-hmm. And I have to say i do wonder what her nose looked like beforehand yeah we never go back to this we don't because they still talk about how she was always like in later episodes dylan especially talks about how she was always the most beautiful right Uh, so so apparently her nose must have not must not have been too bad terribly bad yeah and we are also going to meet andrea zuckerman no not yet not yet no, well, no, we meet Andrea, but it's oh. Andrea for the first few episodes. That's right. I did forget. It's oh. just a habit to call her Andrea. Yeah. 
Well, so. maybe somebody should have told Brandon that because he does not until like episode five. <laughs> and we she forgot probably- to mention the only way that you can do a podcast about 90210 is if you are in fact named after characters from the show. That's really why we decided to do this. Yes. Kelly and Andrea. Yes. Not Andrea. Not Andrea, yes. But she's getting off a bus. Yes, a bus. The in a, horror In beige. her grandma's clothes. Yeah, she's very beige. But she kind of reminds me of Brenda's outfit. A little Brenda's bit. very beige very as well. Very beige, very bland. Don't want to make a big, I guess, to-do on the first day. But um, it's a stark contrast with, like, Kelly and Donna, who, correct. for the first couple of episodes, wear nothing but polka dots and neon. Yes. Andrea also is um, wearing a blazer. Blazer! Blazers! I feel and like they should have their own theme song. They play, they're like a secondary character in this show. They are, yeah. Um, I'm just, I mean, I think I had a blazer. Um, going back to when I saw Julia Roberts wear a blazer and a white t shirt with jeans at the end of Pretty Woman. Oh, yes, yes, I the black went blazer. I stole one of my grandpa's suit jackets and i wore that for a hot minute i never had a blazer i did unfortunately have a lot of vests oh now that i look back but vests will also make an appearance in this show yes they all love their vests then we're going inside the school where we meet the imposter principal (laughs) well mrs teasley was not the principal was she she was the assistant principal Yes. I don't think we actually, after we this episode, see, we didn't ever see the real principal. They they give a lot of responsibility to the assistant principal. The real principal just must really be busy. Yes, he um, he's principaling. Principaling. Well, Mr. I forgot his name. Principal. We'll just, principal. I'm sure it was like Jones or something he goes, like that. Um, he goes over Brenda and Brandon's um, high school record. Uh, for the last uh, freshman, sophomore, and now in their junior year. Um, goes over, you know, how academically great they are, all of their um, extracurricular activities, but makes it a point to tell them that this is not the same rodeo that you're used to. You, this is, they have different expectations here in California. Yes, West Beverly is academically superior to the high school that they came from. Exactly. Uh, And he talks about Brandon was both an athlete and the sports editor for the paper. And Brenda was involved in drama. I'm sure we're all shocked by that. Or something to that effect. So, I mean, needless to say, they both, they were getting in their extracurriculars and being academically sound. Doesn't sound a whole lot different than any other school. But, okay, principal. (laughs) Where then as they're leaving, then... They get, we get introduced to this guy who the lady secretary wants to say, uh, can you explain, explain our dress code policy about leather this year? Why don't I remember that? <laughs> she brought him in like right as they were walking out and Brandon looked, turns and looks back at him like, whoa. Was and, he a uh, full on leather? Like yeah, a... like full on leather punk rock dude. But oh. apparently West Beverly has a dress code policy about leather. They're probably vegan, too. True but we're, we're not knocking vegans because no. we don't want to alienate any of our four listeners. Yes. We then are uh, going to meet our teacher. First teacher we come across is uh, the science teacher who, shout out to the Billy Madison, Billy Madison movie, who was the he was wasn't a principal. He a principal? He was yeah, the principal, he was a principal and secretly a wrestler. Secretly the wrestler. And he's so, angry. He is. He's an angry science teacher. He hates his job. Maybe that's why <laughs> he moves to the Billy Madison School later on. We uh, come across a girl coming into the class, kind of a bigger girl. She want, Teacher makes a point to say that whoever you sit by is your lab partner for the rest of the year. Yes. As Nobody this, wants to sit by the big girl. Nobody wants to sit by the big girl with the big hair. And she has a leather coat on inside as well. She does. So yes. apparently she did not get the dress code she memo. She did not get the dress code memo. And shorts. Leather and shorts. But we're from the Midwest, so how do we get... To, I mean, we don't know. That could have been a thing. Right. She just about gets to Kelly Taylor, 
and about to take the seat across when Kelly suddenly pipes up and says, the seat is taken. And the girl asks, well, for who? And guess who walks in the door? Brenda Walsh, who is saved and comes to sit by somebody now makes a friend and begins the the upsy downsy relationship <laughs> of Kelly and Brenda. So we find Brandon in Spanish class. Spanish oh, two. Bien. He shares that with Steve and Andrea, and some other students that you know we'll never see again. You know. The teacher states in Spanish that the class is going to be in Spanish, um, and does and she looks at everybody because nobody obviously is understanding. Uh, what she's doing, although Andrea does. Andrea is apparently very fluent in in Spanish, and she is very proud of the fact that she knows that. So yes, she has a smile and everything as she raises her hand, and then, well, the teacher says, "If you understand yes. me in Spanish, raise your hand." Raise your hand, and Andrea raises her hand she and sure looks does. very smug. But then everybody else follows suit, right? Uh, Andrea wears glasses she's obviously the brains of the operation right because you only wear glasses if you're smart that's why i got my glasses on. <laughs> steve and brandon also make a meeting thus beginning their friendship and, and steve we learn a little bit about steve in this class because he says uh, it must be nice to make money for speaking your own language so uh it's not learn... very nice steve no it's Maybe a little bit racist, maybe. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, we then find Brandon going to the uh, journalism room, newsroom, where the Blaze, Beverly Blaze, which is not a fashion requirement to work on this school newspaper, uh, to wear a blazer. Oh. We meet, we meet uh, Brandon and Andrea's first meeting. It's also not a reference to blazing up for those of you that uh, live in Illinois. Yes, that too. And Andrea, who's very, very busy, she doesn't have time for just silly boys coming um, and asking for, you know, positions on the school newspaper. And so she gives Brandon, who goes over his qualifications, you know, he was the editor of the, of the sports page at his school newspaper in Minnesota. And Andrea gives him a task of, does he want to cover the girls' water polo game against Beverly High? or writing about the toxic waste from the chemistry class. And Brandon picks the water polo match, which I feel like that was a fair guess because he's the, he was the sports editor. Why wouldn't he go with the sports option? And who wants to talk about toxic waste? I mean, is that even a real thing that anybody in high school is interested in? Right. And how does... Andrea not know Brandon is a serious writer. He's got a pencil behind his ear. That is the sign of every serious exactly. writer. Exactly. Glasses mean you're smart. Pencil behind your ear means you're a writer. Right. And I, I will say, I mean, the caliber of high school newspapers, you know, we once wrote a front page article about a senior who wore shorts to school every day of the year to win a bet. But we also didn't win any awards, so we can't have everything. No. We now are at the lunchtime hour. This is a fast school day. <laughs> uh, we're at lunch where I noticed uh, while pondering around the schoolyard, they have microwaves oh, in the I courtyard. Did, I did not notice that. What are they plugged into? I have no idea. Maybe they're cordless. They're solar. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly invites Brenda to sit with her at lunch so that uh, that way you don't end up like Brandon, who's sitting by himself trying to make friends and everybody kind of turns away from him. Including Brenda. She doesn't, yes. she pretends like she doesn't know I don't him. know that guy. We also meet Donna for the first time. I This first few episodes, she's kind of not... Um, normal Donna? Normal Donna, yeah. She's not um, really the... She's not one of the the friends yet, I, I gather. Like, she's Kelly's friend, but she's just kind of, like, she's on the periphery. over here. Yeah. She's, you know, she definitely is the epitome of West Beverly High students. 
And you want to talk about uh, Kelly's back-to-school outfit? Because <laughs> it's a gem. Is this the one where she's got, she looks like Barbie and the Rocker. She's yes. She's got yes, uh, yes. polka dots, polka dot uh, biking shorts. Yep. Um, the a orange. neon. Pick a color. She's probably wearing it. Yes. She is very much in love with neon. So she's got like an orange bodysuit. Uh, she's got jean shorts. She's got green biking shorts underneath them, blue socks. And then she's wearing men's dress shoes for some reason. So it's going to take a while for her to develop into her fashionista role, that's for sure. Correct. While they're at lunch, a plane flies overhead, inviting uh, everyone to a party. Except freshmen. As you do. Except the freshmen. I mean, I don't. I was never invited to a party via airplane before. But, I mean, you got to go with what works. I guess that gets your message out to everybody. We probably had restricted airspace above our school. That could be. That's probably what it was. Suddenly, we are now, after it's discussed about going to the party, and Brenda says that she'll go with Kelly and her friends, um, we're now at the end of the school day. Uh, and Brenda and Brandon are on their way home discussing their day and how, you know, it was weird being the new students and things like that. And they also talk about going to the party, to which they were going to, Brandon thought they would just go together, but then discovers that Brenda has friends. Poor Brandon. And she's going to go with her friends. We're now, um, I don't know, whatever they do to kill time after school, but uh, they, we now are going to go to the party, and here comes Kelly and Donna and a couple other girls uh, to pick Brenda up to go to the party, and the the mortification that takes place. Here comes Cindy. She wants to meet Kelly and the friends. And talk about curfew. And talk about curfew. Because curfew. you know, we Midwestern moms, that's what we do. We're actually good parents, which juxtapose that with apparently every parent in Beverly Hills who's either absent or a drunk. Mm -hmm. um, you find out that Cindy and Jim are anomalies there in Beverly Hills, and we're led to believe that it's because they're from the Midwest. Yes. Uh, I would like to point out that all Midwestern parents are not good, dutiful parents. I mean, we have a lot of meth labs around here. So They agree on curfew. I, I've come to the realization that um, my own child, uh, Brenda, is the negotiator, you know, about the curfew time. My child likes to play let's make a deal a lot with uh you know not necessarily time but on other things so they agreed to a curfew time of 12 15. did we ever establish that this was a school night it was like the first day of school it must have been a friday the banner comes out but then i feel like they went to school the next day as well so yeah what uh i don't know i don't think they really they really lay it out i mean who has a first day of school back to school party on a weekday right and what parents let their kids stay out till 12 15 when they've got school the next day yeah beverly hills i tell you beverly ya. hills we arrive at the party i'm not sure where brandon parked the car <laughs> obviously he's not uh valeting it as he meets steve you know as steve was about to park his car or i thought about to park his car I thought that the guy was giving him a ballet ticket, but then Steve ends up driving off up the hill, so I don't really... No, Steve slipped him some money and told him he'd take care of it himself. Oh, I missed that spot. Sorry. Uh, Brandon hops in the car, and he makes it a point to tell, talk about his car, because he loves... Steve loves his car. And, again, we're wearing a blazer. Blazer so and a button-up shirt and yeah, some shorts. Some shorts white shorts even well brandon let's talk about brandon's outfit yep all denim yes uh jeans a button-up shirt and a denim jacket with some elbow patches and uh is it leather or corduroy that the collar is one or I the think other it's corduroy yeah so seriously let's figure out what the weather's like here in, in beverly hills and dress for it i don't understand yes we uh then see David and his freshman friend Scott, which I think we skipped over meeting Scott. We skipped over Scott earlier. He's Scott. It's Scott. 
Yeah. I mean, it's Scott. Spoiler alert. They only bring him back so they can kill him off. That's exactly. how non-consequential <laughs> this character is. Uh, yeah, David and Scott, again, with the blazer. <laughs> David with the blazer. Scott's dressed up with a tie. Like, I don't know what kind of party he thought he was going to. They've got job interviews afterwards oh. at Chess King. Yes, 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 yes. Gonna go make that money. <laughs> make um, that bread. Make that bread. <laughs> David sees Kelly and already, you know. In love. Already in love with her. And Scott's worried about his 1130 curfew. And so Steve and Kelly kind of spot each other. Um, as they're looking at each other from across the room, Steve says to, well, Brandon. I guess it's, I guess Brenda first waves at Brandon, who then Bren- Kelly wants to know who she's waving at. She says, my brother, Brandon. And you Kelly know, says, he's cute. He's cute. A little foreshadowing. But he's hanging out with Steve. Her ex. Ugh. Her ex. And we go to Steve and Brandon who have essentially the same conversation. Steve wanders off to get some beverages going, and Brandon is kind of feeling lost, so he A little too much for him. He wanders around to a quiet area where he finds this lovely lady, who we find out is the host of the party, Marianne Moore, who is a big... uh, She's a big fan of the parties, but apparently doesn't like people. Hey, I get it. I don't like people either. Yeah. That's why I don't have parties or go to parties. Go to parties. Or get invited to parties. Whatever. I get it. And you may recognize her as Maria from Head of the Class. Yes, yes. I'm glad to see that Leslie's getting some work after uh, Head of the Class ended. Yes. So they start chit-chatting, although I'm kind of not sure about the conversation that they have. It's with, a little uncomfortable. Right. I mean, I don't generally start a conversation with uh, I, I never started a conversation with a fella that, you're sexy. Well, you also call them fellas, so. That's my problem. <laughs> That's what I'm doing wrong in life. So they have more conversation, and she wants to know if he wants to dance. We'll come back later, but Brandon and dancing, they're not a thing. No. Yeah. And he we refuses. Kinda, we kind of get the reason why, because it's kind of a weird, like, awkward, like... It's almost like he's in junior high and he's trying to slow dance with somebody. Yes. At least me in junior high. Yes. Um, he was not blessed with the, the groove gene so that he can dance with the ladies. The rhythm is not going to get him. No, it is not. It skipped over him. So we find that they like each other. She writes his na- her number on his arm in lipstick, which is not a... I mean, he's wearing a jacket. A it's going to rub off. It's going to rub off. I'm not sure that or, that was the best course of action. Well, in the, you know, at least it's going to ruin that sweet jacket he's got on. But did you notice? This is, you know, this is a party and there are people in the background playing tennis. And I can see that, you know, maybe a little drunk tennis and anything like that. But these people legit have, like, tennis outfits on. Yeah. Like, they came to play. And yes. I'm not quite sure what they are doing at this party. Oh, yeah. Can we also talk about the uh, band at this party? I they I think they were the band that played the music that uh, Brandon woke up to in the morning. It could be, yes. They were, um, yeah, I... They're a little out there, um, although I'm not quite sure how later on they go back to playing another set when the guy jumps into the drums at the end um, of the first set that you see this band. He jumps into the drums, so obviously they have to uh, regroup, reset up. Guitar. Um, comes back. Uh, Marianne makes an appearance at her own party, throws something in the pool. I Was it her shoe? Yes. It and was she her tells, shirt and tells everybody to go after it. Tells everybody to go after it. Everybody ends up in the pool. And she kind of gives Brandon that, hey, look. And uh, She was doing finger guns, for those of you who can't <laughs> see this podcast. Yes. Sorry. You can't see me do finger guns. Side note, that's how I used to pick up dudes when I would go to the bar. The finger guns? I would sit at a table, and when guys walked by, I would wink at them and finger guns. Well, you caught yourself a winner. Oh, I didn't do finger guns. Oh, no. well, that's maybe that's why. <laughs> 
that's why I ended up marrying him. He didn't fall for the fall winking for and finger guns. guns. <laughs> Steve now obviously has been uh, drinking his feelings. Yes. And, and how do we know that? Because he's drinking out of a brown paper bag. Exactly. That's what you keep alcohol in, people. If you're just new to drinking, you keep your alcohol in a brown paper bag. That is just the epitome of class and alcoholism. Everybody's doing it. The uh, drunken Steve asks Kelly to dance, and she blows him off. He gets his feelings hurt. But I did like that girl power. You know, they were just like, good job, Kelly. You were so strong. You stayed strong. And in her no, in her no telling to Steve, so. And then they busted out the pamphlet for her plastic surgeon. Yes. Because she carries it with her, so. Yes. Because everyone apparently should go to, to her doctor to get their noses fixed, too. We then. There's David. There's David in his snazzy mustard yellow blazer. And realizes that. It's past 1130 and he got left behind. What is he going to do? He runs into Steve. No, Steve runs into Steve him. Run literally, into he stumbles him into him. In his drunkenness, he runs into David. David puts two and two together that Steve Sanders um, has a famous mom. It's a show that they talk about. I don't the know Hartley if they actually House? say the name. Did they say Hartley House? I don't know if they did, it's but a, that's apparently what Apparently, Steve's mom is everybody's mom. Kind of like a Elise uh, Keaton, Claire Huxtable. Claire Huxtable is Claire everybody's Huxtable mom. Claire Huxtable is, is a good mom. We pay no mind to her husband. We didn't know about that then. So yeah, this we is... didn't either. I mean, things you learn later. It sucks, but, you know, what are you going to do? Men are scumbags. What, yeah. do you, what do you do? Um, so they run into each other. Steve is getting an earful about how great his mom is. Handles it super well. Yes. By, uh, pretending to cock a gun and shoot himself in the head. Yes. Repeatedly. Yes. Uh, it goes from there. Then we do see that we realize David did get left behind and he's just going to apparently walk home. But Steve sees, sees David and says, it's my buddy. Well, that's because Steve has been carried out of the party, literally, literally. by some dudes in t-shirts and blazers. Mm-hmm. They all come out from an opening in the fence, which is super random, Yes, and they won't let him drive. So he sees, he good recognizes. On good on you, random dudes. Yes, well, good on you, 90210, for not encouraging drunk driving. Right. Unless it's Brandon, yes. and he's going to get more alcohol. But that's a later episode. Yes. So, um Steve does does recognize David and says, this is my friend. He's going to drive me home. Yes. Not quite as eloquently as that, but right. he does say that. So right. I'm reminded very much of the scene from 16 Candles with mm-hmm. this one, except Steve is not a drunken teenage girl that is then <laughs> taken advantage of, but uh, he does let somebody who does not know how to drive, yes. who is quote unquote a geek, uh, drive his fancy car yeah. because he is too drunk. Correct. With a little uh, trouble, and I don't think David's ever driven a stick shift before, given his um, backing up skills. But they're on their way, and David is driving Steve home. There, Steve's laughing, carrying on. They do on their way home see the car of girls, Kelly. Brenda and the two other girls, Donna, Donna I'm not sure where she, maybe they already dropped her off. And it's pointed out that, uh, Steve, there's a, a geek, a geek driving, driving your car. car. Um, did we use the term geek that much? I mean, literally that's all they refer to him as. Yeah. Geek. For, yeah. That was like the insult. I, was, du jour. I, I think nerd was more the word. I didn't bully people like that, so I didn't call them names because I was a fantastic teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Although I do have to laugh at the scene that um, a cop pulls up next to the car. Oh, yeah, and he puts the football helmet on. Because that's how you drive. That's normal. Because that is going to not draw attention to you (laughs) and not get you pulled over. It doesn't, though. It works. True, 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 true. David gets Steve home in one piece. And can we talk about Steve's house? We can. Steve's house 
That Hartley House money there, honey. Yeah. A long. It's got a super long driveway. It's a concrete stairwell up to the door. It's all. It's very large and very white. Yes. But David, in his uh, not knowing how to drive, not knowing how to drive a stick shift. Although, um, when we get the close up, I mean, I don't know how to drive stick shift either, but when we get the close up, it's not actually a stick shift because it has park reverse neutral drive so it's an automatic but they play it off like it's a stick shift did you notice that i did not yeah hmm either way david did (laughs) not put the car in park nope he put it in neutral put it in neutral dun 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 i wonder what's gonna happen and that long beautiful hilly driveway gives way to the car rolling backwards and into a parked car. And then David <gasps> runs away. Runs away. <laughs> As you do when you destroy somebody's Corvette. Yep. As you do when you hit, hit and run somebody. <laughs> run away. The next morning, we see Brenda and Brandon headed to school, or at least I'm assuming it's the next morning. Uh, Brenda, or Brandon, I'm sorry, talks about Marianne more with Brenda, mm-hmm. who tells Brandon that Marianne would be lucky to date him. Lucky. I mean, who says that to their sibling? It's Kathy and Chris. Yeah. Isn't that his name? Yeah. And then Corey and, and, and Carrie. Corey yes, and Carrie. yes. Yeah. Uh, the Dollingers. Yes. That's right. Books that we should not have been allowed to read when we were freshmen in high school. Oh my gosh, a freshman? I think I read I think I read them actually in middle school, but yeah. Yeah. We should not have been allowed to read those books. (laughs) I didn't even know what half the stuff was that they were talking about. (laughs) I didn't learn about it until a couple years ago. They're headed to school. It's super awkward in the car because apparently they both want to date each other. (laughs) And Brandon has, or not Brandon, but... uh, Steve and his broken Corvette show up at school as well. And Steve is wearing leather driving gloves. That's what all fancy people do, leather driving gloves. They uh, also, it should be noted that um, West Beverly High School has a radio station in the high school, which makes the um, awesome announcement about Steve and his uh, getting um, blitzed at the party and the unfortunate circumstances of his car. But, you know. I mean, is it an undercover cop that's running the radio station? Because he sure likes to call people out for stuff they're not supposed to be doing. He sure does. That could get them in a lot of trouble. And who is the school sponsor? I mean, he talks about him later, but who lets that kind of stuff go on the air? I don't know. It's Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, baby. The conversation... Steve, I mean, Steve doesn't really look terribly worse for wear um, in Spanish class when he meets up with Brandon. Um, we definitely know that he's hungover, though. You do know that he's hungover. He, you know, once he's on a mission to find out who was the guy that drove him home because of what happened to his car. Well, can we talk about the conversation that they have in Spanish class? Sure. I mean, Steve has a full on, full volume conversation with Brandon. In the middle of class. And this happens a lot with these characters. Yes. Just have full volume conversations in the middle of the class. And teachers say nothing, nothing. to them. Nothing. Although she does try to get him, get Steve to interact. She wants him to be the butcher. And Steve doesn't want to be the butcher because he says he's vegetarian. Oh, yes. Yeah. Steve and his sense of humor. I'm glad that they do actually develop it later on because it is subpar these first few episodes yes Yes. we then also wander to science class which apparently the only class that uh brenda brenda only has science class or chemistry class and brandon only has spanish no he also has journalism oh that's true he also does have journalism but brenda only has chemistry to which we see them again in chemistry class kelly is working on altering brenda's driver's license with a pencil with a pencil and why does she have a driver's license? She doesn't drive. Don't you have to pass a driver's test right. in order to get a driver's and, license? And later on, we do go into a whole couple episodes of Brenda trying to get her driver's license yeah. in California. Yeah, episode five. Yeah. So I don't understand, though. You know, maybe it's just a student ID type of thing. But 
either way, Kelly's altering it with pencil. Um, so that they can go out that night. Right. I mean, this may be the parent in me talking, but does nobody respect school nights? Like, I had to be at home by 9 and in bed by 10 in high school. But I, I do that now. <laughs> it's a whole different reason. We don't have time to go into that. This isn't therapy, Andrea. Gotcha. I totally understand. And this is where we did we get the uh, Barbie and the Rocker yes, outfit. So yes, yes. this is where she is wearing Kelly is wearing polka dot biking shorts over leggings, blue leggings, yes, and purple socks. She has a different colored purple T-shirt on with a kind of a melon color uh, blazer on top of that. So I do believe that the uh, costume designer was uh, a big BFS Barbie fan with Barbies. So we do find Brandon. See Mar- sees Marianne in the uh, courtyard um, trying to decide, like, what's he going to say? What's he, you know, what's going to be his, his go-to uh, pickup line here? Um, he offers her a trip to Paris, to which, you know, he was obviously just kidding. But Marianne's like, hey, yeah, let's go do this. You know, really gung-ho about it. Um, I'm guessing this is so we can understand the disparity in income and responsibility yes. between the two of them. Yes. And you forgot to mention that Marianne was eating sushi with chopsticks in the middle of the courtyard. She was. And she was also wearing the same dress that she wore to the party. Oh, that I did not notice. Mm. I mean, unless Walk she just of shame. Has, unless she just has a slew of velour baby doll dresses. I it mean, was the nineties. Yeah. It's possible. I had um, a lot of baby doll dresses. They weren't all velour though, because yes. velour is not good with the uh, Illinois Midwestern heat. No, so, no. Um, so they have lunch. They do some chit chatting. Brandon asks her out on a date. Um, he eats you know. his peanut butter sandwich that I'm sure his mommy made for him. Yep. While she eats sushi, and they finally. Um, agree on a date brandon then goes to the blaze to um talk to andrea about did not works um asks her about where to take somebody like marianne on a date where's a fancy place and asks her why she wasn't at the party well parties don't get you into yale they don't get you into ivy league schools apparently is what andrea's take on what she believes a party are um so finally she gives him a name of a of a restaurant um so she's helpful with that and off he goes while she reminds him that hey don't forget you signed on to to write this story about the toxic Toxic waste waste in the chemistry lab um so here we are in the evening um the girls we're at the club we're gonna go to the club which uh the bouncer shout out to the bouncer uh Dijamon Hanansu. I'm not sure if that's how you say his name, but he is very, very handsome in that movie Beauty He's very Shop tall. With, with Queen Latifah. Oh, yes. He's uh, very Beauty Shop. That. Yeah. He's very handsome in that movie. He is. Well, he was also in the Janet Jackson video, too, wasn't he? He was. Love will never, never do, do without, without you. you. Yeah. yeah. So I would say he's just handsome. He is handsome. But he is also very perceptive yes and he's never seen a minnesota id before and lets glenn to go in the door while he doesn't let the other girls doesn't let the other girls in even though they were just here last week unfortunately now brenda is in this club by herself and they all leave her which they do on more than one occasion right but they're really good friends yes they're great so brenda's inside check waiting trying to figure out what's going on and who do we meet but mr cool, cool rider himself rider maxwell caulfield <laughs> um for those of you who may not know who he is um just, he was in uh, empire records too empire records. yeah he played the the singer in empire records. um empire records and he um is married to for some of you people who may have ever watched Passions back in the day. Oh my gosh. The um the evil witch on Passions, Tabitha, he's married to her. In real life? In real life. I don't know. I mean I know the show you're talking about, but I don't know the character, so Yeah. In real life. He's married to 
married to uh, Juliet Mills is her name, and she's Haley Mills's sister. Nice. Shout out Parent Trap. Yeah. Or she was also Miss, Miss Bliss. Bliss. Yes. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Zach um, Morris is horrible. Zach Morris is horrible. Um. So we meet uh, Jason. Jason. Yes, Jason. He's a liar. That's how Brenda pronounces it. He's a lawyer. Liar. 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 I'm I'm trying to think if that's just a Freudian slip so that it sounds like he's a liar. (laughs) Uh, Or if that's what Beverly Hills uh, interprets Minnesota people saying lawyer. Yes. Um, So he takes her to the bar. Um, He orders tangeray and tonic. Right. Which (laughs) Brenda orders the banana daiquiri. I feel like that's like. When you first get into a bar, and maybe that's the first thing that you thought when you're young, yeah, you would want to try and drink. But they're legit s- delicious. <laughs> I still order them. You do? I do. I love frozen colored drinks. They're my they're my thing. So yes. I'm not even gonna hate on Brenda for no, that. I mean, I'll hate on her for a lot of things the next uh, three seasons, but not for ordering a uh, banana daiquiri. Yes. So they're chit chatting. Um, she obviously lies to Jason about how old she is and that she attends UC Berkeley. Collage. No, UCLA. Oh, UCLA. Yes, it is UCLA. Um, she says she attends. They, they've met and the episode ends. ends. So we're kind of Unceremoniously. Like, you know, it just kind of leaves you hanging. Well, I think obviously it's because we're going to pick right back up next, next week. Next week. Um, so yeah, we're, you know, that's the end of, of the first episode of the pilot. The first half of the pilot. So obviously the transition's a little rough for them because they weren't actually intending on ending it here because you're supposed to have another one. So, um, you know, we'll get uh, a little more organic with the next few because we're going to eventually switch to the correct house the characters are going to become the characters but so i think this one was just kind of introduction to who they are and and how things would develop in the next character 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 establishment exactly uh because they do change a lot obviously they develop in the next few years but once they got picked i think like the pilot and then they got picked up and it was like all right we have money let's go Let's cut Shannon Doherty's bangs. Yes. Uh, that's that's it our for first us. episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked this walk down uh, memory, memory lane, lane um, with us. Uh, we'll, well, do yeah. we want to talk about some of the things we will establish? We will. At the end yes. of every Let's, episode? At the end so, of every episode, we decided that we're going to have some... Um, some counts, some tallies. We're going to keep track of brandon's girlfriends because yes. if you watched the series you know there are many of them there are he makes his way through the main cast and then they just have to keep bringing people in to yeah. give him people to date so they, we're gonna keep uh, track of that he's got that uh that playboy mentality <laughs> so yes so we're gonna keep track of of brandon's girlfriends yes um we're also going to discuss the issue du jour for each yes um the first first few seasons it's more of a thematic issue related um things that are supposed to happen in in the lives of high schoolers right uh they dealt with those every episode and how we can't you know how they handled it how it was you know i think like how our how we saw those things you know like i mean life lessons and uh you know what I mean, sometimes they're little. They might be, you know, wrapped up in the in the episode, but sometimes it's a it's a storyline that keeps going. Um, but we'll keep track of that as well. So we're already, I guess, on the first. Um, we already have a notch in Brandon's Marianne um, Moore belt uh, with Marianne Moore, um, and I mean, I guess the um, life lesson. Um, in this first episode of the pilot that uh, it, transitioning to a new school can can be difficult. I guess it just depends on who you are. Um, I don't have anything <laughs> I mean, uh, and, super and, perceptive and your mom, to say about and, this first episode. And your mom really wants you to have a curfew. Yes. 
I guess that's kind of the 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 message there. But yeah, so this was our first uh, episode. We'll we'll work out our our tweaks as we go along with um with continuing recording. We have lots of episodes and we have lots of things to to discuss and and talk about our our favorite uh favorite show from from this time period and I can't wait till we get to Dylan. It's not too much longer. R.I.P. Luke Perry. Why'd why you why you gotta do that? Why'd why you, you gotta bring die? us down and make it dark? I feel like this reboot that they're gonna do, I can't I'm not I'm not sure how I'm gonna watch it and not be sad. Be sad. Yeah. So and we may also uh, maybe have some extra added bonus episodes uh, where we might talk about this reboot um, just because, you know, we have watched this entire series from, Multiple the, from times. the beginning. Um, and now, you know, they're going to do this reboot because it seems like the... We're not the only ones who love it. Right. We're not the only ones who love it. And, um, you know, we're... I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. So... And it's just a temporary series unless it does like super well and they all feel like like doing it so first series like we talked about was a lot of issue related for the first few years and then it did tend to get a little soapy after that but uh, at that particular point i think everybody was so invested in the characters that they continued to watch and so it didn't matter and they still did have issue related um you know thematic episodes yes kind of touched throughout i think every one of them at some point had a drug problem Mm -hmm. um drug problem we dealt with uh uh, sexual assault on multiple occasions um, death working with aids gun violence um a lot of things that were relevant to our generation at that time so they did definitely touch on on those things during the run um so and we will probably briefly as well speak of the 90210 spinoff, uh, Melrose Place, just because there is a small uh, overlap, overlap uh, backdoor pilot, they call that, that that's how we introduce some, some of those, uh, some of that character-ness. <laughs> um, but we will, you know, so we'll, there'll be some, some offshoots and things like that, but all in all, this is... Uh, for the love of 90210, Donna Martin graduates, and uh, Donna Martin graduates for the love of 90210. Well, okay, I said it wrong. Tomato, 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 tomato. Do we want to do like a, a good thing for the week? A good thing for the week, you know, like the um, I'm sure they're trademarked, so I can't say the things that our favorite podcasts say. So, oh, that's true. Or like um, some a podcast you recommend, or a book you're reading, or um, TV series. I will. Um, well, if I have to, so I will pick a, um, I will pick a recommend of a book, a podcast, and a show. Oh, that? show off. I see. I am fancy. Um, my book right now that I'm reading is um, You Are a Badass by Jen Shapiro. Um, you know, because sometimes you just need to know that you're a badass. Um, so... That's my book recommendation. Um, my TV show recommendation, Handmaid's Tale, man. Handmaid's Tale. That show scares me, but I love it. And uh, my podcast recommendation is I'm going to go with All Fantasy Everything. Just went to their live show in Chicago on Friday. Is it, it like fantasy sports? It is, but they don't talk sports. Oh. Sometimes they do, but it's essentially they take a topic and then they draft things to that topic. Um, Ian Carmel, Sean uh, Jordan, and David Borey. Um, they're like sitting in a room with your best friends, just chit-chatting away about about things. So, and uh, yeah, so that's my podcast recommendation. I give it a, I definitely would give it a listen if you, especially if you like to laugh and um, you know, like random, uh, just random topics. <laughs> what about you? Well, I am not quite so fancy. I just have a podcast recommendation so i am currently obsessed with or binging uh it is called resolve mysteries and yes i recommended it to you yes you uh, did. but what they do is it's three girls or three women i am sorry who uh every week they 
watch an episode of Unsolved Mysteries and they talk about the episode itself and then they update you on the episode. So I loved the show as a kid and it frightens me still. <laughs> and I love the podcast even more. I, you know, getting the updates now, what, 20 years later almost, uh, we get to hear what happened, uh, get a lot of, uh, kind of wrapping up things that they weren't able, obviously unsolved mysteries, they weren't able to wrap it up at that particular time. And the three of them are hilarious and they are good friends. And so they kind of have that camaraderie that friends have. And yeah. they're also very responsive to their fans. I've awesome. uh, conversed with them a number of times through Facebook. So, and eventually we will have all of those things depending on how many of you uh, listen to this if it's not just, you know, my husband and my sister. So, yeah. and I don't know, uh, my, my best friend. Um, yeah. So once we get, once we get the hang of it and we figure out all this stuff, we'll have all of those things where you guys can reach out to us. And so we're um, saying bear with us. Yes. Slow and steady wins the race. That's what I'm saying. So um, that's all for me. Anything else? Nope. All right. Bye. We'll uh, see you next time. Oh, for a mega burger. Yes. At the Peach Pit. At the Peach Pit.